Hey, hey, welcome back to Turn Bark Time, episode my age, 30. That's right, I'm 30 years old. I still can't believe it. You will notice that we are wearing masks, okay? Two different types, but we're wearing masks right now because that is our topic for tonight. We're going to talk about the legality. Oh, that's kind of in and out, Barker. You're not really getting a good picture on that. Uh, <laughs> But we're talking about masks and we're talking about wearing them and, and kind of our opinions and, and some of the legal measures. But the good news is, is I'm at my house across the street. Barker's at his house. So we can take our masks off because we are socially distanced. Um, first off, I'd like to wish any of my Canadian friends that watch this Happy Canada Day. Uh, super exciting. July 1st is Canada Day. Um, normally, I'd be out in the summer. I'd be dressed up in my Canada gear celebrating. Um with all my Canadian friends and the students that I get to travel with. So we're going to talk today about masks. Uh, and one of the big things that we got asked for, Mr. Averill posted this, God, a month ago? It, probably close to it, yeah. Two months ago, probably. It's like the middle of May, so a month and a half, we'll call it. Uh, about uh, this court case that is Jacobson uh, v. Massachusetts, uh, uh, decided in 1905. And, uh, and, and we, after discussing masks and wearing masks and things like that, we feel like this will be the closest precedent court case that we could find discussing the legality of, of forcing people to wear masks. Well, and it really comes to the forefront right now because Governor Inslee kind of made that mandate for the entire state. It started with Yakima County, um, and then he kind of expanded it out to the entire state of Washington saying, if you're going to go inside and you're not or you're going to break social distancing like it's not possible you need to wear a mask um and so with that you have a lot of people that are coming out saying well no i have a constitutional right to and they, they say that it's in the constitution the closest argument i've seen is that it's freedom of expression so you're saying that wearing a mask is political free speech but i think that's pretty flimsy yeah. because it's a matter of public health and that really isn't open for like political that's that's not political speech yeah you know i mean a doctor can't say i don't believe that we should wear masks and still operate as a doctor yeah that's the one that john stewart you know john stewart used that when he was he's been on a lot because he has a movie coming out yeah. uh that he was a part of called was it irresistible or something like that mm. but looks entertaining it's got steve carell in it oh perfect anything with steve carell's gold yeah. But uh, this really kind of came to the forefront last week because uh, Robert Snaza, who is the sheriff of Lewis County, Washington, um, made national news by essentially saying the phrase, don't be sheep, like don't wear a mask. Um, he was at a, a counter protest for a protest that never happened. So does that, there's a, does that make it a protest then? I guess. <laughs> but the thing they were protesting was that people were gonna yeah I know. it was in favor of people were there protesting supporting the Uncle Sam Chehalis Napa Vine reader board. Have you ever driven that stretch of I five oh, about yeah, yeah, mileposts yeah. like I think it's like eighty three eighty four yeah. right there. It's technically Napa Vine, yeah. but it it's the south tip of Chehalis in reality. Um, With all the, there's the, super it's hard. got Uncle Sam and it's always just these 
very conservative thoughts. And outlandish statements, really. Yeah, I believe it's the Hamilton Corner sign, I believe is what it's called. It originally, somebody who owned a farm, and then they built the freeway through their farm, and then they eventually had to move, and they bought that little chunk of land right there. Um, the guy who originally ran the sign has passed. This is all according to Wikipedia, so, you know, if it's good enough for Chris Stark, it's good enough for me. Uh, science. But, uh, you know, people were sitting there... There, there's been a big movement online saying we should take it down and all this. And uh, it was, I think they had the protest like the same day or the day after Inslee made that mandate. And so I, I in a way, I think that the sheriff, I think Sheriff Snaz has been, I guess, I guess kind of lambasted unfairly over it. Cause I don't, I, I think he is frustrated and he's saying he, he kind of walked back his statement in subsequent interviews where he was saying, he's like, well, I don't want people to go out and just willingly break the law, like flaunt that they're breaking the law. You know, and he even did say, like, as part of Lewis County Sheriff Department protocol, like if they're in the office, they have to wear a mask. And if they go to a call in a residence, they have to wear a mask as public officers, like, you know, like government employees, like that's what's expected of them. So a lot of people are frustrated by it. I get that. Um but this kind of goes back into the the legality of it going back to um, Jacobson versus Massachusetts. It started in 1902 in Cambridge, Massachusetts. There was a pastor whose name was Henning Jacobson. He was a Swedish immigrant and there was a smallpox outbreak. And so they had a law that anybody who was over 21 could get a free vaccination or had to get a free vaccination so they could prevent a massive spread of smallpox in Cambridge. And while he was in Sweden, they had done, the Swedish government had done a massive uh, vaccination of like all the people in Sweden when he was a kid. And he apparently had a really bad reaction the first time around. And so he was like deathly afraid of getting vaccinated. And so he was fined and fined $5, which back then a lot of money. In today's money is 145. Okay, yeah. I, I put that through the inflation calculator. Good. Brrr, right? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Abacus. And then he was put in jail for a, a small amount of time. And then he came out. Once he got out of jail, then he sued um, the city. And it went all the way to the Supreme Court. He his, his argument or his lawyer's argument was that it was unreasonable, arbitrary, and oppressive. Um. Essentially, like, I think they took it with the... 14th. Yeah, the 14th, what is it, the 5th? Can't take my life, liberty, property without due process. Due process is the 5th Amendment. 6th? 5th or 6th? 5th or 6th. That's where I'm going to have a brain fart. What I have for him is the argument was the 14th is due process, and he wasn't given due process for that. So, or equal treatment under the law, sorry. I don't think it's due process. Um... But anyway, so Jacobson goes up to the Supreme Court and they argue uh, it is the Fifth Amendment, Barker, for that due pro- or for the the no one will take away life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Uh, so the Supreme Court justice that writes the decision is uh, John Marshall Harlan, uh, and it's a seven to two verdict against Jacobson. So for Massachusetts, uh, and it's it's really interesting because 
we, you know, we talk about forced vaccination, things like that. You have people nowadays that are anti-vaxxers. And actually, one of the things that I was going to bring up really quick before we go too deep into the decision was the flaunting piece that the Lewis County Sheriff talked about. Uh, the governor of New Mexico actually just came out and said that if you flaunt openly that you're not wearing a mask in public, like you're you're bragging about it kind of deal and you're showing off and saying, I don't need one. It's a hundred dollar fine now in New Mexico and businesses that openly, um, flaunt against the law are subject to even bigger penalties such as misdemeanor crimes and prison sentences. So just something she's taking it really seriously as well. Um, so one of the things that I thought was really interesting was the seven, two majority favors Massachusetts and says, yes, you can make vaccines mandatory um and what it does is it basically says uh in every well-ordered society charged with the duty of conserving its safety of its members the rights of individuals in respect to his liberty may at times under the pressure of great danger be subject to such restraint to enforce by reasonable regulations as safety of the general public may demand and so uh, basically what happens here is this is something Barker and I teach in our class all the time where we have, whenever we talk about a constitutional issue, uh, we discuss the individual right to do something versus the common good. And so what the court held in this time period was that in an event of danger, right? So in this case, a smallpox outbreak that the government can restrain people's individual liberties to save the general public. Does that kind of make, I hope that kind of makes sense. So again, you have your rights, you have everything like that, but when it comes down to it, the government is not responsible for just you, they're responsible for everybody. And if everybody doing this one thing, if, if means that I'm taking away part of your right, we're gonna protect everybody before we protect you at this moment, right? So that's where these come in, right? We don't necessarily like them, right? They're not comfortable. I'm not going to go out and advocate that you wear this every freaking day. But if this, right, is showing a tiny sign of protecting the public in this pandemic that we're trying to figure out still, right? And I'll, I'll tell you, frustrating thing as a teacher that nobody has control over is the fact that, like, we're told, okay, we are out of school, right? Or first, the first we were told, hey, we're going to stay in school because we don't really have any cases or anything like that. We're good, right? And then all of a sudden, we get pressure. Hey, we're going to shut down. Okay, cool, right? And then, okay, you're not going to do anything right now. We're on a holding pattern until April 27th. And then we find out, hey, you got to teach all these kids online. Okay, cool. Like we, I mean, we just have to keep rolling with the punches. And that's the frustrating thing. Like Our example is our district is looking at an A-B system for school. Right. But now yesterday it comes out that all these pediatricians are saying that kids need to just go back to school and just need to have a normal normalcy in their life. And we need to cut back some of the restrictions at school. So like what happens now and what I'm talking to you about on July 1st, by the time we roll around to August 1st, we'll probably have heard three new plans. Right. So again, but what I guess I went off of birdwalk and I apologize. The fact is when governments can tell you to do certain things and make you do certain things to protect the public, even if you disagree with it. 
Yeah, and so this has been used as a precedent um, in, I don't know if it's Zuch versus King in 1922, where they talked about vaccinations. So this is a map. Sorry, I'm getting a little funny shadow there. I can't see your map at all. You can't see it at all? Nope. Your background is blocking off your map. Just if you put up a picture of the Lewis County Sheriff, I didn't see him either. Well, Visiburger, never mind. We'll just have to trust me that it's there. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So I'll just switch back to this. You see that? I can't see. I see the R normal logo. That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> um, states, there are five states in the country that only, they have mandatory, if you come to school, you have to have vaccinations. Like, you can, the only exception is a medical exemption. And it's only for specific ones. And that's like New York, California, and there's a couple other ones. I can't remember what the other three are. but um, And then there's a handful of states that only allow, because it used to be like personal or religious objections. And then a lot of states right now are rolling back the personal, uh, you, like you just personally disagree, like you're an anti-vaxxer, right? They're, they're rolling back that protection. And then... I think Washington is religious. We just in 2019 made it religious religious exemptions only and medical exemptions. So the personal exemption protection in Washington state has gone away this last year. And again, it goes back to the idea that if there's an outbreak, like in the states where it's mandatory, unless it's medical, you have 14 days to prove that you have your vaccinations or you stop coming to school yep. because it's a, it's a danger to the, everybody else at the school in the school environment. In states like Washington, where we do allow some people to take the religious exemption, if there's an outbreak, that kid will be removed from the school environment. And the same is the same is true for an employee. If there's an employee that comes out and we have a like you know something comes up, there's an outbreak of measles or smallpox or pertussis or whatever. If you can't prove that you have a vaccination valid for that as an employee, you don't come to work either. So I mean, it, it, it cuts both ways. It's not just for the kids but it's also a requirement for the people that work or volunteer in the school as well. And this was also used to support Vernonia School District versus Acton, which is one of the ones that we often talk about with kids, uh, you know, Fourth Amendment rights at school, search and seizure was random. Our school's allowed to have random drug testing for athletes. And, you know, is it a violation of privacy or in the, the court ruled that it's an acceptable invasion because it provides a safer environment for kids and it discourages, deters drug use. You know what I mean? And so like, there's a lot of feelings right now about, well, the government's telling us to do this and the government's telling us to do this. And then they feel like the government's being really heavy handed. And um, the police chief here in Quincy, uh, chief, what is it? It's uh, Siebert. Bert came out and said like, hey, look, I'm gonna ask you guys to wear masks in the community. He goes, it's not a political thing. It's not a partisan thing. He goes, it's just, if you can be courteous to your neighbors, wear one, you know, and talked about how like, he's got family members that are coming out, like that are dealing with severe medical issues. My dad um, is immunocompromised because he's, you know, getting chemo treatment and stuff like that. So it's like, for me, like it's something that I'm very concerned about and it's like, to, in my mind, it's a very small inconvenience for me personally that provides an extra level of protection. And I think one of the things that um, Sheriff Snaza said in his kind of like in his frustration in that initial speech, he goes, "The governor, after so many like a hundred and so many days, finally decides that we need to wear masks in public." 
but we're changing the game. When we first went into, we first started fighting COVID, we told everybody, stay, stay, stay home, stay safe. Yeah. You know, and when I went out, I was wearing a mask even, you know, before it was mandated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I was like, it keeps me safe. It keeps people in the community. It actually keeps other people safe for me more than it keeps me safe yeah. for them. Right. But at the time, we really didn't know. And I was like, it's an extra step. I can wear one. It's not a big deal. Um, I wore one the other day when I hiked up and down the stairs at my new school carrying my stuff to my classroom. Yep. Was it uncomfortable? Yes. But did it kill me? Obviously not. I'm still here. You know, and so, I mean, I get that. And the, the other argument I don't understand is that people are like, well, I have a medical condition. I can't wear a mask. If you get one of these gators, gator masks, they're really thin. Yeah. You know, there's some resistance to it. And then the other thing, and I don't know if that, how well this is going to show up, but this is actually a, a face shield. Yeah. So if it, it's meant to be clear in the middle and look like a unicorn. Obviously, for adults, they probably won't be unicorns. Unless you want a unicorn mask. <laughs> yeah they're online they're on amazon they're not as not as cheap as the other forms but like if you can't have something immediately over your face like you can wear one of these face shields yep and it, if it comes down to it you can take like a pot what was it people were taking like the project protectors and you can like put them inside like the the band of a hat yep. and make you know like a really simple version my mother-in-law works at a dialysis clinic she wears a mask a medical mask like mr turner's wearing and a face shield, you know, while she's at work. And I, I, I'm just really concerned. And like, we are in a situation of great danger. Like we meet that threshold. There's a pandemic. It's a global pandemic. Um, and people just want to keep like arguing about that. And it's like, look, the United States has, we're, we're the country with the most confirmed cases in the world. And I know people are going to say, well, that's because we're testing more than everybody else. The next closest country to us is 1.2 million cases behind us, right? We have 2.6, and this is according to John Hopkins, which is a fairly trusted, when I say fairly trusted, I mean really, really trusted. The high medical school. <laughs> yeah, in the country. So yeah. you all want to come out with like, you know, liberty.freedom.org, eagle screech. Um, this is from John Hopkins. But, like, we almost have double the amount of cases as Brazil. Now, granted, Brazil has far less infrastructure than we do. Yeah. And we have almost double the deaths of, you know, COVID when compared to Brazil. You know, and I was looking at the numbers. Quincy, as a community, has more cases than 20 sovereign nations in the world. And... Come on. <laughs> well, it's... It, it, so... The other thing that's that's kind of interesting to me, and this is just from doing my own reading and kind of like paying attention to it, our we're a country founded on independence, right? Like we pick our the the one of the mantras that is said is like pick yourself up by your bootstraps, right? Like you fix yourself, you don't rely on anybody else. But it's a double-edged sword, right? Like because it's that is a cool thing about this country. There have been there have been tons of success stories about people who have just picked themselves up you know, from nothing and made themselves into something great. However, that independence makes us less likely to be empathetic towards other people, right? You look at countries, and I'm not saying you need to be a socialist country or anything like that, but you look at other countries around the world where it's more community-based, 
their numbers are still declining, right? The United States is growing. And the reason it's growing is because we're thinking of ourselves at the moment, right? It's the people who say, like, I don't want to wear a mask, right? And again, honestly, I don't know how well these work, right? I, I, I'm not sure, right? I'm not a doctor. I don't, I don't know. But, or a, research, a medical researcher or anything like that. But what I would tell you is if this doesn't work, the worst case scenario is you have a piece of cloth on your face and you're uncomfortable. At best case scenario, this can help save lives. We have to have this viewpoint of caring about other people besides ourselves. And again, I'm not, I'm not going out and calling out individual people for not wearing masks or anything like that. But I'm just saying as a country as a whole, we need to be empathetic. Part of the issues that I see are things like where Texas has told the top medical researcher in the country, Dr. Fauci, who's been reporting on coronavirus the whole time. And yes, has he gotten some things wrong? Absolutely. But he's in the spotlight of the nation. Texas basically told him, hey, we'll take it from here. We can handle it ourselves. Right. And he said, well, the Texas governor was like, I'll listen to scientists. I'll listen to that. But I'm done listening to Dr. Fauci. It's like, OK. And Florida is like, we're not closing anything down with our 9000 cases we had in one day. Right. The United States is pushing 40,000 new cases a day. Oh, there's your map. Yeah, I figured out what my problem was. So this is a map of the number of cases by county. So as you can see, and, and when we talked about our sports, they wanted to open up Major League Baseball in, you know, Texas, Arizona, Florida, like all these places that are now hot spots. You know, it's, it's kind of like fighting a forest fire. You think you've wiped it out, and then, like, those embers are just burning and waiting, and then people stop taking precautions, you know, and there's it comes back out. And then, you know, uh, that's vaccines. This is Washington. And obviously, the darker the color, the, you know, the worse we're doing. So, you know, Grant County, we're in the, the Purple Nurple Club. Yeah. Um, we don't have as many as like I was really shocked to see like how many are in Yakima County and yeah. was it Benton? Yeah. I think Benton has like really high numbers too. Um, well, James, you know, and there's got booed I think off Benton's had like 30, 30 people have passed away in Benton County too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, Jay Inslee was is Benton County the Tri Cities? Yeah. Yeah. So Jay Inslee got like he was talking at I think it was uh, was it. What, what school? You didn't go to Columbia Basin, did you? I went to Lower Columbia. They're Columbia Basin. Though. Okay, so he was at Columbia Basin. That's, he, was at, he was at CBC. Yeah, and he was giving a speech, and he got heckled off the stage for people who wanted to open. And it's like, you're not – the numbers aren't going down. Like, and, and this goes back, if you've watched our federalism episode, where we talked about sheriffs having to listen to governors and, like, who is responsible and knows their people the best. Well, the governor's in charge of the state, right? So – the when you look at this it's like you don't like how it's being managed but he has to he has to take care of the whole state right it's like when you were in class and your teacher was like hey i need everyone to be quiet for five minutes right now because you, you just the behavior is not and those people that keep just chirping and we restart the five minutes over and over and over again and it's just it, it, we got to work together on this partisan and politics be damned uh, you need to just, we need to like 
look at this and say, okay, this isn't a political problem. This is a societal issue that we have to take on as a group. And if we're not united, right, divided or uh, united, we stand divided, we fall. And this is going to, the more that people stay divided on this, the more people are going to, you know, the longer this is going to be around. And newsflash, I don't know if you saw this, but in China, they've discovered another H1N1 that has pandemic type properties. So we have to accept the fact that if we can, we have to do this together. We can't be divisive about it. E pluribus unum, yes. many but one. Out of many. I mean, that's kind of, that's, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, we, we've got to kind of like flip that into our mindset and kind of unite under this idea that it is a public health crisis. And I mean, it's, it just kind of blows my mind that people are like, nope, it's just fake. It's all fake news. It's like, people are dying. Like people are dead, you know. It's it, it's like this. The people deny the Holocaust happened. Where did six million, you know, where did millions of Jews go and gypsies and 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 you know people with disabilities, you know? It's like they they died. They're not there. We can't deny this. And it's just there's all kinds of information on the internet where it's like you have one person says, oh, wearing masks is terrible, and like people are saying, oh, well, you're gonna get you're gonna breathe in more CO2, you know, and you're gonna and it's like, no, doctors come out and debunked that. Yeah. BBC had an article today. BBC, by the way, British Broadcasting, um, is considered one of the most neutral, middle-of-the-road news sources, along with Reuters. If you want to look and try and say, like, I don't want to get a lot of spin yeah. from, like, Fox on the right or CNN on the left, Reuters and BBC are to be considered in the middle and to be very, like potentially very nonpartisan. You know what I mean? So if that's your concern, like, I mean, and that's that's generally where I look. I look at the middle. I'll look at the whole spectrum and see what they all agree on, which isn't very much. But I go, well, that's probably the closest thing to truth is the thing that they all have in common. And then everybody, you know, on the ends, people put their spin on it. But again, it comes down to if, if, the, if our choices, our inconvenience, is we wear a mask, you can wear a gator mask, you can wear over the ear, you can wear a face shield and look like a pretty princess. Unicorn. Unicorn. Well, we didn't, they didn't want the pretty princess ones. We've got kitty cat ones on the way. But, uh, you know, we're looking at it for, for our, my children for school next year. Like, uh, that sucks that I have to, like, plan what does my kid have to wear, you know, in addition to buying... 95 boxes of color crayons and Kleenex and, you know, all that stuff. What PPE does my kid need to go to school? Right. You know, so, like, people keep talking about, like, in these other times of danger, like World War II, when there was a blackout on the West Coast, you couldn't have lights on after dark. Did Major League Sports say, oh, to hell with that, we're going to play anyways, lights blazing? No. They shut down and they listened to the government. We've reached this really critical point of like, people are so distrustful of the government in general. And it doesn't even, that's, but that's the only thing that's like nonpartisan right now yeah. is distrust of the government. You know, but we have to come together as the people of the United States. And I really think that's what our police chief was asking is just as a community come together because i was at akins tonight and i mean it's gotten better it's gotten to be i would say about 90 to 95 percent of people inside of akins are masked Good. which is great i appreciate people taking care of me know, 
yeah, taking care of the community. Like we're teachers, we're biased. I'll be honest. Like we're, you know, we're, we're Pollyannas. We've got to be eternally optimistic. And then I love this from uh, the newsroom. We're the greater fool, right? We always are willing to see the good in a situation or be willing to put ourselves at a disadvantage for the good of the community, because that's really what our career is, right? We spend our entire career making like people, like helping people learn, which doesn't necessarily like it doesn't help us directly. It helps those people a lot more than it helps us. But we do that because it's, you know, like it's just, we, we see the, the need to make a stronger whole society. And so, I mean, again, I'm willing to inconvenience myself this much, right? I'm, I'm, I'm clipping out. But, you know, this isn't wearing your mask. This isn't wearing your mask. This isn't wearing your mask. You know, it's got to be over, over the nose like that. Um, and if you've got a medical condition, I, I, I really strongly suggest the face shield because that won't stop or limit your respiration at all. Nobody seems to be thinking about that. I think that's my other great kind of aha moment right now is that if you can't mask because you're worried about respiration, which, you know, I mean, and a lot of people, they're just doing it because it's one of those, you can't, it's kind of that libertarian, you can't make me. Yeah. Like, I really don't have a good reason for why I don't want, I, just, I don't want to. Yeah. And one of the things that I think in the coronavirus response that we've been seeing is that we are really running against that. People's individualism is really getting in the way of like us being successful as a group where yep. they're going to, I want to do what I want to do. Yep. You know, like I've had to sit and tell my kids, we can't go to the playground. You know, thank God we bought a, a swing set. No. But, you know, like my kids understand like we've gotten to the point now, it's not even a fight. We sit there and we say, we can't do this right now. And they go, because of the virus. Like how crappy is that, that my kids at six and four know that we're not doing certain things because we're trying to keep them safe. And we're trying to keep grandma and grandpa and grandma and papa safe, you know, by doing all this. So really not a partisan issue for me. It's a small price to pay, a small inconvenience, you know, um, and if you take it to court, you're probably not going to win. Yeah. And that being said, a lot of law enforcement doesn't want to spend their time being the mask police. Right. But that doesn't in turn mean that you need to be a jerk and walk around doing it just to say, look what I can do. Just because you have the, you know, and I don't even, I wouldn't even say that you have the right to go about unmasked. Right. People keep saying, well, I have the right to do this. I just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Well, but I don't even know if they legally have ground to say that they, like, normally when you say that, it's like, I have the freedom of speech. I can say what I want. Like, I can say something to somebody that's not what, not a polite thing to say, but it's freedom of speech. Yeah. I don't even know. I feel like wearing masks and not wearing masks during a pandemic when it's been mandated by state government, I don't even... I don't think you have the right. It's not even the same. It's not even apples. It's apples and oranges. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's it's not a matter of partisan politics. And I'm, I'm sad that it's gone that way. Yeah, me too. It really sickens me. Like, you know, when 
polio was around, nobody said, oh, you know, only only Democrats get polio. Yeah. You know, Republicans don't use wheelchairs. Yeah. You know, it's it's I'm I'm mind boggled at us right now, guys. We're we're chasing our tails when the thing we really need to be doing is taking care of each other. Like I'm amazed and so happy when I see the local um, you know, potato producing companies, ag companies that can't get rid of product because people aren't ordering or giving it away to people in need. Yep. You know, those are the things for all the terrible things that we see right now in the news, focus on the, you know, those silver linings. People are reaching out and trying to take care of each other. Yep. You know, and wearing a mask is simply just another stage in how we take care of each other. Yep. But again, that's our two cents. Yep. It's always a penny for our thoughts. So we're always giving you twice, you know, twice as much as what you want. Exactly. And I mean, like just, and and that's 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 all I mean we really have to say on the matter like it it I have yet to hear an argument that is founded enough for me not to use masks and I had a I had a conversation with somebody on Facebook when I posted a story about you know because I've been hearing people say it's so tough to breathe in these things and I'll, I'll admit it's not fun right but there's a a, fa- a runner back in 2011 and he was super allergic to pollen on the USA track and field championships were in Oregon. And it was for some reason, the pollen levels were super high. And so the day before the race, he's in uh, his hotel room, you know, on lockdown. So he doesn't get, you know, sick. And then he put a mask on and he went and ran the 10,000 meters. So I think that's like what, 6.28 miles or something like that. And he won in a mask and he ran a time of 28 minutes and like 30 seconds he ran six miles it's like if that guy can do it even if he trained with it if that guy can do it you know hopefully you can do it and the person's response was good for that guy i don't believe this works like i don't think this is uh asymptomatic people don't need this and and da, 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 da. And even if we don't, like, even if they're right, area or they're wrong or whatever, and asymptomatic people don't spread it, cool. Like, whatever, you got a piece of cloth on your face, right? And, you know, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's just become a political thing that I don't want to become a political thing. And I just want, it, I just want some routines to come back. I want to come back with my, all my students in my classroom. I want to coach football in the fall. I want to be the assembly guy and host assemblies, right? I want to go see my friends. I want to travel with my girlfriend. You know, I want to do all these things, but right now I can't. And if this helps, cool. If it doesn't help, I wore a piece of cloth. That's it. So. So many people are in that same boat. They, we, again, we're spoiled. We want our sports. We want entertainment. We want to be a go travel, but you have to put money in the bank before you can go party. You know what I mean? And and that's, that's the way I see this right now. It's like, I I need to wear this face mask, right? So that my kids can wear a football helmet face mask come August or September, God willing. You know what I mean? But it's like people who are traveling and having like no regard for this, who still want those things. It just, it really seems kind of hypocritical to me or ironic, you know, and my last thing to say about this is there's doctors and nurses that work very long shifts every day wearing masks and they don't pass out from a overabundance of CO2 in their mask or a lack of oxygen coming into their mask. Correct. 
So. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's our two cents. Uh, really important, like, and I'm just gonna say this for us: wear a mask, please. Put one on, right? And and just protect yourself and protect the people around you, right? And I've seen this at a couple businesses where it said. We wear a mask to protect you. We would really appreciate if you would wear a mask to protect us. And I think that's the easiest way to do it, you know? And, and that's, I saw that the, in the first time I saw it in writing was I saw it at White Trail Produce in between Quincy and Wenatchee. Best milkshakes you can get. They use fresh fruit. Uh, they're selling masks. I think my girlfriend bought one because she lost hers. $12.99, and they come with filters in. Like, you can put a filter in it. And I think it's two filters. So, you know, give them a try. Uh, big shout out to White Trail Produce. Other than that, wear your mask. Um, Barker, give your, your DBJ, because I think that's a big one here. <laughs> Don't be a jerk. Wear no. a mask. Yep. So, until next time, I'm the turn. I'm the bark. And we're going to be here a long time, because we're going to wear masks, and this is going to end at some point. So, uh, have a great night, everybody. Be safe and be well.